Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to another episode of G Banks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss. And today I want to shine a little light on our Facebook community. Um, the Facebook group was started. But I did not want it. I actually kind of thought like Facebook groups can often be really toxic. A lot of times people are like really rude because it's just like tons of strangers and people feel like they can be really rude to strangers or not need to like I don't know. I call it like kindifying their answers. Like people who just say like, no, or like, nah, nah, I hate that. Like I wanted, I wanted a place where people actually wanted to talk to each other. And so from the early days of the Facebook group, I always said, if it gets to a place where it's toxic or I dread like going in and looking and seeing what people are talking about, I'm going to just shut it down and I'm not going to think twice about it. And luckily we have never, ever really had a problem. And what the Facebook group has turned into is a place where people from the GThanks community can go and say, I'm looking for a recommendation. I have this coming up or I'm looking for the best this. And then people in our community weigh in and say like, okay, like I said, like you sound exactly like me and here's what works for me. And you get all these different um, options. You know, it's not, and it's not about finding the best. It's about finding options. So for the last couple of years, I've just watched tons and tons of requests for recommendations come in. And I've watched tons and tons of people respond to those requests and really help people find what they love. And then a couple of weeks ago, there was a post in the Facebook group that stopped me in my tracks and it stopped a lot of other people in their tracks. And it was from one of our group members, Adriana Rojas. And she wrote that she was looking for something to help celebrate her upcoming birthday which happens to be the second year anniversary, death anniversary of her husband's death. And she made a joke. She was like, I know, I can't believe he died on my birthday. And then she said, you know, this is humor getting, getting me through it. And, you know, a lot of people stopped and gave a ton of suggestions. Nora was in there giving some ideas. And I reached out to Adriana and I was like, do you want to come on the, con- on, the po- on the contest, on the podcast and be a guest and talk about this story and talk about sort of your approach to your birthday this year? And more than that, and I w- I'm going to say this at the end, but I want to say it now. Adriana has is giving us her address because I asked her to do this. And we are, if you feel so inclined and want to send a birthday card, um, There will be a way for you to do that, and I will include that address at the end of the podcast and also in the show notes. Your birthday, Adriana, is April 16th? Correct. Well, welcome to the show. I'm really happy to have you you and have you in the Facebook group and also have you here talking with me. I'm I'm so grateful to be here, and I am grateful for the Facebook group. And what really stood out to me is, is what you mentioned, which is the authenticity of the community. I was blown away by the fact that people didn't just give a comment. Almost every single comment that was made was first recognizing the death of my husband and just passing along love and support. And as you mentioned, I, I approach um, my birthday, his death anniversary and grief with with a little bit of humor led by Nora. Um, yes. But I was I was just struck that people were touched by it and that they didn't just gloss over that and jump right to the recommendations that the people in the group are, are so thoughtful and kind hearted and just genuinely good people. Yeah. It's an, it's an incredible community and everyone contributes to that. 
And I'm not surprised at all that people didn't skip over that. I think that that is, it's a, it, it's, that is like the worst luck I can imagine, (laughs) you know, not only to lose your partner, to lose the father of your children and not only to lose him randomly. And you'll talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about Andrew also was not expected. It was not, it was not planned for, but then to have it happen on your birthday is like, what are the odds? Like that is horrific. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those situations (laughs) where because it's my life, I have just accepted it. But then when I tell the story to people and see their face, as I start to say, my husband unexpectedly died, they go, oh, and then I say, oh, he was he was 37. The, the head tilt gets a little more intense and their eyes right. get a little more sad. Then I mention that he died on my birthday and just the disbelief that, that comes across their face. So it's not often that I really feel the enormity of it until I talk about it again or tell the full story that you really realize like, oh, this is just, this is just crap. It's just yeah. crap. This is like, this is like just a bad hand <laughs> stacked against you. And I don't it think is. anyone would argue that like th- that it does not get much more tragic than that. And the fact that your birthday is tied into it your birthday. Well, I it's, will, that's so shitty. That's <laughs> I so shitty. Say, I will say from the moment that he died on my birthday, I kind of joked about it, how this was, this was kind of perfect because the poor guy always tried to make my birthday special and tried to buy me the right thing. And I was always grateful, but he just always missed the mark just a little <laughs> bit. And, <laughs> and on my birthday, the day he died, um, he woke me up at five 30 in the morning to bring me breakfast in bed with the kids here. Yeah. I was so excited to sleep in. Um, and you know, again, like started the day off by missing yeah. the mark. Five thirty is a little early. A little early. So I like to, I like to joke that, um, by dying on my birthday, it was the worst possible gift, but also kind of the best possible gift because now I just have carte blanche to buy myself whatever I want on my birthday because my husband died on my birthday. I completely agree. He really screwed the pooch on that one. (laughs) And I just, I mean, I love that you find the humor, of course, you know, Nora being one of my good friends. I know that that is so important. I think that's the way that I would react in a situation Mm -hmm. is I know my personality. And I think it's not something everyone can do. And Mm -hmm. it's not like, of course, everyone grieves differently. It's not a coping mechanism for everyone. But I recognize that in you the way that I see it in Nora, which is like what I imagine your thoughts are just like kind of what other choice do I have? Because the if not joking about it or not or not trying to find the sarcasm or the laughter Mm -hmm. and it just makes it so unbearable exactly that it's just you can't bear to deal with it and you have two kids Mm -hmm. and they you guys were all together it was really early in the pandemic do Mm -hmm. you want to give like I know that you shared the story and I'm going to share that you know in a we'll put that like in a doc where people can read it so I don't have to make you retell everything but it was right at the beginning of the pandemic do you want to give like whatever version you're comfortable giving Yeah, I mean, I've been very transparent about it. And, you know, I think it's I think about the questions that people ask whenever there is such a tragic death and an unexpected death. And the things here are that it was not COVID related, but COVID impacted the death so much. Um, He died unexpectedly outside of our house as we were packing up to move because we're in the process of moving from Connecticut to Boston for a new job. Um, beautiful, beautiful day. And it's one of those things that still is a little bit triggering, right? When the spring starts to come now as it's starting to, and we're getting into the month of, of our last few weeks together in 2020, it's, it's all really triggering the sun, the warmth, um, all of that. And so the day that he died, it was, it was really just a perfect day in, in every possible way. And, um, one of the things that always stands out to me when I, when I remember it is that at one point we were sitting on our front stoop having lunch together. And like I said, the sun was, was so warm and it just felt so peaceful. And I had this thought in my head to grab my phone and take a picture of us. But then I very purposely made the decision to enjoy the moment. 
um, which I don't regret at all. I think it was really what was supposed to happen in that moment for us just to savor those moments. Um, but yeah, so we were packing up the van and he collapsed. Um, there was lots that happened, um, that I obviously don't love going into that I'm still processing even two years later. And the things that I think are worth sharing because it sheds a little bit of light on what it's been like to grieve during the pandemic is that because he died at the height of COVID in April, I was not able to go into the ambulance with him um, when he was taken away. I was not able to go to the hospital after he was pronounced dead to see him one more time. Um, And so the next time I saw him, he was in a casket in a funeral home. And so we went from seeing him very vibrant and alive to very unlike himself in a casket. And what's really heavy is that we, of course, are not the only ones who experience that and who are only just now getting around to having a memorial and celebration of life two years later when it feels safe. And that's something that really concerns me, how many people out there are in similar positions and how we as a society are just so grief averse and um, not transparent about what it's like to be grieving and how long we grieve. Yeah. I I mean, I didn't even remember. I mean, I remembered COVID, but like, right. We talk about the bad luck. What Mm -hmm. are the odds? Also, what are the odds that there is a pandemic? What are the odds that at this point in the pandemic, it would be uh, you, you are literally forbidden to be with your loved one during this time. And I think that also sheds a lot of light onto just how far this, this reaches. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't even have to be COVID related, but we're all like affected. And, Mm -hmm. and I, yeah. And the fact that I, I know you're doing the celebration of life, I think in, are you doing that in May? Yes. Yep. So that's two years later. I mean, mm-hmm. it must feel so open-ended in a lot of ways between then and now. Like that funerals, for so many reasons, spiritual, religious, mo- emotional, mental, are are tent poles of like mm-hmm. closure and gathering with people right. who know you and love you and are able to wrap you up in their love while you are sort of flailing in this huge moment of loss. And to not be able to have that, like, that's so, I mean, it's just so incredibly heartbreaking. It, it has been. It's, when we go back to talking about community, my immediate community, community and my extended community have been nothing short of amazing. And as we get into talking more about retail therapy, one of the things that I did was buy all of the grief books. I couldn't yeah. actually bring myself to read any of them. And there's still very few that I have read to this day. Um, But one thing that was common is that many people who've experienced such a loss also have all of of these secondary losses, including relationships, um, because people stop showing up. And so one of the things that I did very early on was make the conscious decision to be transparent about what my life was like and how I was feeling, because I wanted people to keep showing up for me. And I saw it as a two-way street with any relationship. And even though I was grieving, I am still grieving. People don't get to see the insider look and experience of that. And so I really took it upon myself to share with people on a regular basis on Facebook about what the reality of this was for me. And I think that has served me well because people aren't as afraid to reach out to check in, um, to have me answer honestly when they ask me how I'm doing. So in that sense, technology and again, Facebook and the virtual space has served me well. But there is this, you know, this milestone or I, I don't like the word closure, but right, there is some closure that's missing from from having not had the celebration of life and the memorial and a funeral. And yet at the same time, I think it's also allowed me to feel a little bit closer to him in some way 
over the past two years. And part of me is really, really actually dreading having this because it does feel like some final chapter is closed. And so there are so many mixed feelings as, as everyone knows who has grieved, regardless of what they grieve, it's never just one feeling. Yeah, I think I probably closure wasn't probably the word I was looking for, but I know what you mean. I think it also I, I remember after losing somebody I love, you know, the year mark feels mm. really important. Like you're like all the first, all the first yes. holidays. And you expect on the year anniversary to be like, okay, <laughs> like and now and now I'm okay. And yes. now like I will, you know, and I will always miss you, but I will think of you mm-hmm. fondly with a smile. And like the next time you know, it's Christmas or it's a birthday or just something funny happens and you want to reach out to the person you had that joke with and you start to cry, you start Mm -hmm. to have emotions. It's like so infuriating because you're like, wait a minute, I have already done that. Like, I I have to cry every Christmas. I have to cry every, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I get that. And and, um, I understand that the, the memorial almost, it almost is, just more things piling up in mm-hmm. the rearview mirror for you. Yeah, and I have I have this amazing widow friend Elizabeth who's also in the group, and we often text each other every once in a while and just say, "WTF? Our husbands are still dead? Like seriously? Right. We we were we're over right. this. We are ready for this not to be our reality anymore. Like just yeah, we've proved we can do it. Come back. We're good. Right. Like let's do this." Right. Right. It's really, it takes uh, everything when someone dies falls out of whack, Mm -hmm. you know, like the way that we think and the way that we operate and like nothing's really all caught up with each other. And I know a ton of people who have said that same sentiment, which is like, you know, after a year or after a certain amount of time, you still are kind of like, okay, I did it. Mm -hmm. So like, isn't my prize that like... (laughs) But this no doesn't continue. <laughs> right. I mean, it sounds so silly to say yeah. it out loud because like we know better, but like somewhere yeah, inside no. of us is like kind of that that hope. And this has been one of the struggles for me because I can be very type A task oriented and like to check boxes off and go on to the next thing. And, you know, right. everyone always talks about grief isn't linear. You know, everyone can do it their own way. There's no right and wrong way to grieve, which is all very true. But I think people don't really talk about the fact that there are no mile markers either in grief. You're not getting closer to a light at the end of the tunnel. You're not going to be right. saying, at least there's sun or a rainbow after the rainstorm. Um, right. There's no lemonade to be made from these lemons. No one gave us that sugar. And right. so it's just one foot in front of the other and you just right. keep doing with that with that in mind, you know, I know you had told me one of your big things, even from the very beginning, was to say Andrew's mm-hmm. name every day, to talk about him with your kids, to talk about him with your friends and family, to allow space for other people to talk about him when they think of him. You want them to reach out to you and be like, I was just remembering this thing. Um because there is no light at the end of the tunnel, because it always is one foot in front of the other at the end of each day, you know, what makes a good day for you? When do you know you've had a good grief day versus a not great grief day? Mm. That's a great question. I think what makes it a good grief day is when I'm allowing myself to really be honest with where I am and how I'm feeling. And I haven't been as honest recently just because of the anticipation and because I try not to think about it too much because then it will sometimes just consume my thoughts and my ability to function. Um, And because I don't want to necessarily tell myself how I'm going to feel until I actually feel it. Um, And so I think I... I haven't been as honest with myself about what April feels like for me because I was hoping that it had changed from last year. Right. Um, And so, you know, that's what makes a good grief day when I'm just willing to be honest and accept where I am. Um, And at the same time, when I do 
all of that. It can also equal to be a bad grief day because it can mean that I just can't function and I just want to be in bed, um, which is also incredibly frustrating that that still happens almost two years later. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't, I, I think it's totally, it makes total sense. Do you get to, do you get to like honor that? I know you have kids, you have a job, you have a life. Like, yeah. What's, how, what's your relationship with, with wanting to crawl into bed every so often? <laughs> <laughs> my relationship with it is that I let myself do it sometimes um, because it will take more energy to push through and will take me longer to get back into a functional state. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's also really important to recognize the privilege that I have when it comes to grieving and that I chose to move back to my hometown to be near my family, to be near my parents, who are now my primary support. Um, And so when I am in a situation where I do need to crawl back into bed, I can. And Mm -hmm. they're there to pick up the pieces, which is amazing, Mm -hmm. which not everyone has. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is also when I start going down the rabbit hole of the privilege that I've experienced in grieving, that can be really challenging because your first thought is to say, I don't have it nearly as badly as everyone else or as many other people. Right. I have a job where I work remotely. Um, You know, I have amazing family and friends near and far who support me in so many ways, all of these things. Um, But that's one of the things I've been trying to accept as well is that sure, someone always has it worse. And has it harder, even if you don't have a dead spouse, right? Even if he was still alive, mm-hmm. there'd still be that situation. So there's a fine line where you can accept your situation and honor your situation and your own experience mm-hmm. while not taking anything away from anyone else. Yeah, I, there, we're not all lined up in, uh, you know, a, a row of like the person who has it best all the way down to the person who has it worst. You know, we all have... I think that's a big thing that Nora talks about mm-hmm. too, which is that like th- saying, you know, at least you're not like this or exactly. at least you're not in this situation is not helpful to anybody. You know, it's just like, that doesn't help anyone. You can be appreciative, right. For what you have while also grieving mm-hmm. what you don't. And like, that's okay. And I, you know, I think April will always be tough. Right. I, and I, you know, this is Nora's thing to tell, but I know she's talked about before. So I feel comfortable saying like November is like that for her. Like, you know, I remember like in the beginning of November, she was like, you know, I'm probably going to shut off a little because we have our Patreon together. And I was like, don't worry about it. Like, you know, I got you, but like, it just never stops, you know, which I hate hearing. I hate, I know, (laughs) no, but it also should I know, I know. It's but a, no, it sucks. But it's, I'm it's, like, but also, it's, it's probably, you know, at least. it's not. No, it no. fucking sucks. I know. No, I know. no, no. I, I absolutely get the sentiment. And, it, and again, it's one of those double edged swords where you say, okay, at least I'm not the only one who's still feeling right. the same way. And it is, it is the solidarity that solidarity that is there. And yeah. I have done something similar with, with my colleagues. Again, I'm very transparent with them about mm. where I am on any given day. And especially when it comes to the month of April, and I, I've had that same conversation with colleagues to let them know what April looks like, looks like for me and what that yeah. will mean. And again, it shows, I think, other people that we are all human and that even in these difficult situations, we can still do really good stuff. And even if we can't do good stuff, that is also okay. And, yeah. and it's allowed other people to be much more open and vulnerable with me as well. And I hope that that then translate to them being much more open and vulnerable with some of their colleagues and friends as well. I think that sounds like the beginnings of a movement that we should all take very seriously, which is that the last two years, especially mm-hmm. even for those of us who didn't lose a loved one, I think whittled us down to husks of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it is not so easy to just go to work and shut off whatever is happening over here and, and then expect yourself or have anyone else expect you to be able to produce your best or to be your best or to like have the perfect response or to have all the patience in the world or to have all the understanding in the world and to be able to foster a relationship at work like you've done where you say, you know, 
this is why I am going to be at like 30% yeah. for this month. And then, I mean, it, but it just lends so much. I think like it lends so much to this idea that grieving is like a lifelong yes. journey and every day is full of like good pockets mm-hmm. and times where you're laughing and times where you're having fun and that's allowed. And you're not necessarily thinking of that as like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because what if I feel horrible tomorrow? Cause you already know there's a very good chance you might feel horrible tomorrow. Even if you feel fine today, there's a very good chance that I might and feel horrible an hour from now, even if I feel really exactly. good right now. Yeah. 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 I'm really grateful that you trusted the G thanks community to put your story there, like in, in a post form and let people, you know, give you their ideas, but also just, just like acknowledge Mm -hmm. what you shared. Cause that's huge. And, um, I was really not impressed by the comments people were giving. I expect people to be that kind, but like, you know, I'm glad that, it, it was exactly how I would want yeah. it to go, you know, and I'm happy that you felt comfortable with that. And I love that it was other people's idea to be like, send us yeah. your address. We want to send you cards. And especially I want everyone to do this. Like if you feel so inclined, if you love sending mail, um, I'm going to do it. I know there are a bunch of people in the, in the group who are going to do it. Sending, um, Adriana birthday cards, birthday gifts, but especially because this is also like you have that memorial ahead mm-hmm. of you. And I know that you're kind of dreading it so it's you have a long couple of like weeks ahead so there's a way we can help you you. and I that was I will say for me I don't know how to do it any other way than being open but I had been Mm -hmm. very open with my immediate community and hadn't really done it in a larger um in a larger setting and I yeah I wasn't quite sure what to expect um because it is a different level of being vulnerable and being being open when it is complete strangers, as you mentioned earlier on, when people can much more easily be unkind or just neutral. Um, and I was just overwhelmed. And so when someone asked me about sharing my address, as I joked with you, I'm sure my mom and dad, who I will not let them listen to this podcast because they will be saying, why did you do this, Adriana? Um, (laughs) you know, the part of me, the other part of me is like, this is amazing. I need and want love from anyone who's willing to send some. And so I just appreciate that community and just even, you know, the person who first posed the question and everyone who made a comment, those things, those things matter and they do, they just feel good. I love that. I'm, I'm so excited to share the ways in which people can get in touch with you and send you things. Um, I, I thought about like, Oh, should I say it over that? I, I want, I want there to be like, a, I don't know. I mean, if you're comfortable with it, I will allow you to, to say your address if you want to, but otherwise we can put, we'll it, put like, it in the show notes, in the show yeah. notes. Like, okay. That's what I thought. I thought like if someone is really wants to do it, they'll find the place where we put the information. Perfect. You know what I mean? Like we will, we'll go the extra step. Um, yeah, I was thrilled about that. I've been thinking about what I'm going to send you. I have lots of ideas. This is my favorite. I love the post office, weirdly. I'm like maybe the only millennial who likes the post office, but I really like it. So I'm excited to go and ship you some things. Um, which brings yeah. us to the point of what you had asked in that original post uh, that captured the hearts of <laughs> of all of the G Thanks community members. Um, I'm reading it right now. I'll read it out loud for everybody else. Um Adriana wrote on March 16th, my husband had the audacity to die on my birthday in 2020. Dark humor is now kind of my thing. I'll be turning 37 this year, which is the age he was when he died. It's definitely fucking with me a bit that I will now be the age he was when he died. I need to indulge in some retail therapy. Don't worry. I participate in real therapy too. We love that. Um, So your first question was, what should I buy myself? Your budget is $400 to $600. You said, I was going to do a fancy weekend away, but it's also Easter weekend and I have kids, so I don't really feel like I can leave them on a big weekend like that quite yet. And the second question was, what should I ask for from others around 100 bucks? Apparently, when your husband dies on your birthday, people want to send you things. So 94 people left comments, lots of different ideas. I'm sure you um, have taken some and run with them. But 
I love that you are, first of all, I love that you are going to do something extravagant for yourself on your birthday. Like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I hope that that is a tradition that continues with you for the rest of your birthdays. Because for the 40th birthday. <laughs> or I love it. Okay, perfect. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I hope you have plans for 38, 39, 41, 42. I mean, forever, really. Um, did you land on anything concrete for this so year? So I haven't yet. Um, many of the suggestions that were given are things that I have indulged in over the past two years. Um, because again, <laughs> retail therapy is very, very real. And so yes. I, I so appreciated all of them. The most appealing one is definitely the spa weekend. It's something that I've always thought about doing and have never been able to justify it. Um, and I never made it a priority. And so I think that that will be likely in my future for, for June, once things settle down in May, where nice. I can just have it nice. all behind me to some extent and really focus on relaxing, decompressing and digesting rather than using it as a way to get me through to the next thing. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that's going to be the, the indulgence, although I did, and I don't think you can really see them right now, but I did indulge in some diamond earrings. Exactly. Let me see. Put, let me, let me seal it up. Oh, they're so pretty. Thank you. Blinded <laughs> by the light. Good for you. I was thinking about it when you wrote. I was like, you know, there's so many easy ways to spend four hundred mm-hmm. to six hundred dollars. I could think of a million of them. I and they all come in the form of like a department store that I do not let myself <laughs> go into ever. Because, but I when I responded to you, I think my idea was just to take your just to have your budget in mind, go mm-hmm. somewhere you love and allow yourself impulsively to just be like, I want it. I'm going to buy it for myself. And no. And you've already done the budget planning ahead of time because I also understand this idea of like. Is buying this thing going to make me feel well, better? Because we know the well, and answer that's the thing. Is right. That, so in the two years as I said, I've indulged in so much retail therapy. And I, as I was thinking about (laughs) talking with you, I was really thinking about the kind of the stages or phases of the retail therapy experience that I've had. And so immediately after he died, I went to my safe place of clothing. I love, love, love clothing. And there was also this feeling that I didn't realize I was doing it, but I, I, couldn't bring myself to really wear anything that I owned before he died. Um, There was such a clear differentiation between how I felt that none of those clothes, even my pajamas didn't feel like me. They didn't feel like me anymore. And so I went on a major shopping spree, probably for quite a few months, um, basically buying Mm -hmm. all new clothes. Um, And that felt good in that way. And then you know, I kept buying different things, household things, candles, um, blankets, watches, jewelry, all of this stuff. And then there came a point where it didn't make me feel good. And so what do you do then? So what I did was then I shifted my spending to go from me to buying stuff for other people because I love buying stuff for other people. I love that. Well, what, how, where did you, who were you buying for? And what were you buying? My best friends. Um, (laughs) I, I started to make them very uncomfortable and that is when I would use the dead husband card and just reminding them that my husband is dead. Let me do what makes me feel better, even <laughs> if it makes you uncomfortable. You just need to suck it up and accept these gifts yeah. that I'm sending yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, how dare exactly. they? Exactly. How the audacity dare they? of them, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. some of the things that you know that I went from buying myself, I just shifted to sending and sending to them instead which were some of my favorite candles and um, you know indulgences that I knew that they liked or wanted, but wouldn't buy for themselves. Um, And also with having two kids, it's also very easy to shift the spending to them. And one of the things I found myself wanting to do, unsurprisingly, was keep them safe and warm and comforted. And so when the winter came, I was all about buying new bedding and comforters and a heated mattress pad because I couldn't bear the thought of them possibly being uncomfortable while they slept, even though they... (laughs) clearly did not care and were perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's like, yeah. that's being a mother. Like, you know, that's like the most biological response. 
I'm like crying. I like really like I didn't like mean to cry and I don't want to cry if you're not crying, but I am crying. (laughs) But it's nice. It's really nice. Like that your response was to buy a lot of candles and blankets is really nice. (laughs) I don't know. It's just like I get I get it. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. And and I would also feel like you know, it's the it's the at its core, it's really I think I think retail therapy is is good. I think it's totally okay, and I think it's also like it can make you feel better. It just can't change the thing exactly. that you want to change. And that's where you know the responsible side of me says, as long as you are engaging in regular therapy um, and are fully aware of what you're doing and why, and um, again, here comes the privilege part: have the ability to do it. Um, yeah. It, you know, it, it's okay, right? Distractions are okay. We need distractions. We need to redirect ourselves, yeah. all of that. Um, and so I, it was the one thing I could do, right? And so right. I had to do it. Well, especially in a pandemic also, it's exactly. like online shopping. It's all the only thing any of us were doing. And, exactly. and you were just doing it as an emotional response to something tragic that had happened to you. But I mean, like this podcast in March was like, we're not buying anything. And then literally by like the end of April, everyone was like, all I'm doing is buying stuff. And it's like, there's nothing else to do, but wait for the UPS man to bring the box to your house. Like it was like the number one activity. Right. And that endorphin rush that you get Mm -hmm. from having a package and unboxing and even though you knew what you ordered, getting it. And sometimes um, I didn't, honestly, sometimes I didn't know. (laughs) that that may have happened to me a few times too i'm like what is this who ordered that and i honestly i was like is this credit card fraud and i was like no i'm just like (laughs) half asleep ordering pajamas um can i ask did you did have you gone back to the clothes that you had pre this time you're you're fully did you get rid of them did you save them i've i have donated a ton of clothes um because i really do try to clean out um while I buy new and so I have donated a bunch which which is good um but I I really can't think of the things it's so interesting I'm imagining my closet and I really can't think of things that I had from before yeah um I think it's been a pretty pretty serious overhaul yeah um yeah and yeah. I mean, Andrew was your college sweetheart. You guys have mm-hmm. were together for 15 years. Um, that's a whole lifetime. That's like a long it's, time. Yeah. It's a whole lifetime for sure. Yeah. What is your favorite piece of clothing that you purchased uh, in the last two years that you really love? So the thing that I love the most is actually um, a set of pajamas from Kuyana Mm -hmm. that my older sister got me. And I had said to her early on, I mean, it must have been, you know, a few days to a week after he died that I was having this conversation about how I need my clothes to reflect how I'm feeling. And, and I just want to be cozy, but I also need to not feel as depressed as I was. Um, matching pajama sets so, really can do that. It really is like so she, the best. Yeah, she bought me, you know, it, it was just such a luxe thing again, you know, so cozy and comfortable, but made me feel a little more human. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would change out from my pajamas into those, into that lounge set. Um, and so it is, those are still something that I put on when I'm just feeling a little down, but also need to feel a little, a little alive or a little human. Um, yeah. so I've, I've loved that. And then the other thing too, is, um, there was this consignment shop in Connecticut and it's woman owned local, obviously. And it's my favorite place. It was my favorite place before the pandemic. And when the pandemic happened, she started doing Facebook lives. And so, um, I had become good friends with her. And so it was a way for me also to tune in and be connected Mm-hmm. with her and with my former community. And so um, it's this little shop called Savvy Swap in Connecticut. And I would say about 90% of my wardrobe is is from there. Oh, that's so um, cool. Yeah, yeah. And so it just, you know, that always made me feel good to be able to connect with her and get clothes from there um, and engage in that way. 
I'm looking it up right now. Oh, um, I love it. As an East Coast gal myself, uh, this looks so cute. Oh my gosh, I love a consignment shop. She's I think fantastic. I'll definitely link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Connecticut locals go stop by, but it looks like you can. I mean, she definitely has a Facebook presence. So anybody. She, and she does Facebook lives. So I still do Facebook lives with her and do my nice. shopping that way. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know everything. There's so much different. Everything's different. And I, I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of, everything is different and, and nothing gargantuan happened to me in the last few years. I mm-hmm. cannot imagine how it feels to have, we all remember like one of our, la- you know, our, one of our last normal days in March where right. it's like, you know, you were out to dinner and you didn't have a mask on and you were hanging out with your friends. You went to the office. Your life is you're coming out of this like a hundred percent different. Yeah. And that's, that's been a big thing, right? Is as people talk about life going back to normal and there've been lots of blog posts and articles about this is that there is such a large percentage of the population for whom their life will never go back to normal because of the significant losses that they've encountered since COVID and, and what that is like. And as people fondly remember, right, that last day that they were in the office and can kind of joke about it for, for me and for many, you know, when lockdown started, it was this beautiful time in that it meant that my family was back together instead of being in in Boston and in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I mentioned, right, the world around us was spinning kind of out of control, but we were hunkered down together again. And it was wonderful and lovely and peaceful and grounding. And so when I often think about the lead up to, um, to the day he died, it's really upsetting, um, because those were our last moments in our last weeks together. Um, and so as people started to emerge from their cocoons, um, you know, last year and everything, there was this dread and panic that my life isn't the same. Yeah. And, and what does that, what does that look like and feel like, and how do we, how do we function with that? And those must be questions that you're still answering every yeah. day. Yeah. Yep. 
and the connections that come through that. And so that has been beautiful to have these people who sometimes have their hands on my back, sometimes are holding my hand and walking beside me, or sometimes in front of me leading the way or just reminding me that it's it's safe. It's safe mm-hmm. to keep moving forward and we are here for you no matter what. You have uh, such a beautiful way with words. Um, Nora, watch out. There are other widows coming. <laughs> I know she doesn't <laughs> for, like to accept it, right? The, she doesn't. She <laughs> likes to think she's the only widow. Nora is the only one whose husband died. Uh, but uh, you are an, a, an incredible writer. I think your thoughts um, as you write them and as you say them just are so beautifully... I don't know. You just have a way with words. You have a way with storytelling and whether that's something that you have always had and that this has just been an experience that has made that ability run a little bit deeper or if this is something that you have developed in the last two years of your work uh, in both retail and regular therapy. (laughs) I think it's you should. I mean, I hope that you, you continue to share this story and, and be open with it, even in a place of virtual strangers. And I'm so appreciative that you took it to the G thanks group. And I know so many other people kind of now see you as someone that they may maybe have something in common with. Um, especially because a lot of people I think have found me through Nora that like Mm -hmm. there is, yeah. Oh, there there are some common yeah. threads between many, but either you love reality TV or someone you love is dead and either <laughs> or both or both. But I think that there are a lot of people in the group who I think saw your post and said, you know, I should feel I can, this is some, I, with my own thing, with anything I'm going through, I can feel like I'm okay to share it here. Yeah. So that was really amazing. Um, I hope that whatever you end up doing on your birthday, it's a real, it's as good as it can be, you know? I do. And it's, it's this thing where I've really been struggling with what I want it to look like, what space I want to give myself. And of course, right. I just want it to be perfect. I just want it to be perfect, but I don't know what perfect means and looks like. And so I'm trying to readjust my expectations and um, show a little grace to myself and patience yeah. and um, yeah, and just just let it be. But yeah. easier said than done. Of course. Um, <laughs> and I know that the spa weekend sounds amazing. Do you have a spa in mind? I don't. I don't. Because where I'm located, there are not many great spas. You're in Boston or are you in the Boston no, area? No, no. So I'm in Pennsylvania. So Right. You're in Pennsylvania because yes, yes. you were on your way to Boston. Exactly. Took Where a, in Pennsylvania are you? Middle of nowhere. Um, okay. Near, yeah, near Williamsport where they have Little League World Series. But if you don't know where that um, is, then there's no My favorite, of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So not a ton of spas. Not a ton of spas. Um, okay. So this might end up being, you know, a little more indulgent trip um, than just a weekend in the spa. It might include a plane ride to somewhere okay. with some good yes. spas. So we'll definitely start researching that and um, open to suggestions. Um, honestly, I, I want you to let me know, like whatever you decide, cause I will, I will pull as many strings and contact names <laughs> as I can to be like, here, listen to this episode, get, give this well, woman so a this, night for your birthday. So this is what, you know, this is what I've joked about with people is right. The dead husband card I've joked about yeah. using with my friends and, and I was talking to one of my good friends who's a therapist about it. And I was like, you know, I probably have to stop using the dead husband card because it's been it's been two years and her line to me was, you can stop using the dead husband card when your husband is no longer dead. And so I, t- I, was, I try to remember that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, w- I was going to say until, you know, we're all really old and everyone's husband is dead and then <laughs> they're going to be like, all right, get over okay, it. Okay. Like, <laughs> Well, and that's where, you know, along these past two years as I've been, you know, indulging quite a bit. Um, in, in various objects. Um, you know, I always tell myself that I'm like that husband card, you can, you can do this. You can, you can buy yourself, you know, these, these bracelets. And one of the things that I've done is, um, I love jewelry 
And Mm -hmm. I found this company called Yearly and Co. And they have someone had mentioned it actually on the thread. I saw that. And I found them early on and they have these beautiful bangles. And so I decided that I will buy myself one every year um, for the anniversary of his death and for our wedding anniversary. And so I have four of them now and I bought myself their anniversary band um, for what would have been our 10th anniversary in October of 2020. And I haven't taken them off. And they are one of my most favorite things um, that I have purchased. So when you were asking me that question about, you know, that's definitely been one of those things that has brought me so much joy. Um, And I think it's a woman owned company again in Nashville. And they started it because her grandfather would buy her grandmother a bangle every year for significant events. And so I thought, what what more beautiful way um, to symbolize kind of these, these milestones of you've made it, you know, you've made it six more months. Um, You can keep doing this. And so I did order myself one of those. I think that that's brilliant. And especially in talking about there is no light at the end of the tunnel, you are allowed to make your own milestones. Exactly. And, and you are allowed to make your own finish line. And Mm -hmm. because there is no finish line for any of this, for any of that group, but you're, you know, I think that that is such being able to look down at, mm-hmm. at a stack of bangles and, and see that significance of time um, and realize like how how many steps in front of each other that you've mm-hmm. had to do and that you've that you're still here. You've survived it. Yeah. I think that's a great way to measure it. And I also know that this is something that like your kids will love one day. Exactly. I think that's perfect. My opinion is like, let's email some spas and, (laughs) and I think you should just have the most indulgent food day ever. Like, after all I of your favorite food. So, so right I know you guys, she's doing her whole 30. I'm doing I was the whole like, 30, but it ends, it ends right before my birthday, which is probably Great. good and bad because I have to be it's careful not to just time. dive in. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, horrible. you can dive in, you can dive in <laughs> dead husband card. Anybody can dive in post whole 30, but dead husband card, bathtub <laughs> of macaroni and cheese, bathtub of cake. Um, pizza. I think pizza I, is a pizza. Yes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Yeah, I have, I'm, I'm excited. I have your address and I have many ideas of things that I'm going to send you. Um, (laughs) and I'm going to tell everybody again, what I'm going to do is ask that if you would like to send Adriana a card, a gift, anything for her birthday, um, especially because of course her birthday is the second anniversary of her husband, Andrew's death, but also because she has this memorial coming up and she is following her own advice, telling her community what she needs. We are now um, part of her community. Email me, Caroline at G thanks, just bought it.com. I, and in the subject line, just write, I need Adriana's dress or Adriana's dress. I will email it. I will respond with it. I cannot in good faith. I just, the internet scares me. <laughs> I, do, I, you know what I mean? Like you have kids who have warm mattress pads and lots of blankets. <laughs> and I just like, we just need, we need to protect you at all costs. But I, I think I've, I know that people will email me. Um, and I will put this on Facebook, the same thing. I know that there is going to be an outpouring of response. And I'm excited. And I hope that we can help make your birthday a little bit better and also just help you reclaim that day as yours, you know, because goddamn Andrew had to really (laughs) like go try to like take the spotlight. I mean, seriously, that's like with Nora and the only dead husband in the world thing, but it's your day, you know? Um, and I'm so happy that we are now friends and that we got to connect and that you're here with us. And I don't know, I think like, you know, shopping and retail therapy, it's fun. And, but I think like, these are the stories that are at the core of like sort of everything that we do and everything that we consume. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm so grateful that you wanted to come and talk to me about it. I'm, I'm so grateful. I mean, we can, we can play this game back and forth for, for hours. (laughs) I am sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. but again, you know, it was just to feel supported by strangers. Not much is, is better than that. Um, yeah. even with the wide and deep community that I have, um, it's just a reminder that, that you matter, 
and that people care even, you know, even at this level when it comes to shopping. Absolutely. People care and are showing up. And, you know, when, when Nora responded to the Facebook thread, I was fangirling hard and immediately (laughs) texted my, my widow friend Elizabeth and said, Oh my goodness, you will not believe what just (laughs) happened. Um, So Nora, if you're listening, we love you. We do love Nora. We do love Nora. Nora, we we call her the first ever widow and the last ever widow. No, she, I mean, Nora, Nora has done so, I I just can't imagine having her work as like a resource for being Mm -hmm. in your position. I'm sure it just is, it's just such a good, authentic approach to grief. But I really hope that, people who find themselves in this horrible position, people like you also try to share their story. Mm. Like I, I, like I said, I just think, I think, I think you have such an amazing way of storytelling me with words that I really would like you to unseat Nora as the only (laughs) widow in the, in the world. Maybe we can be (laughs) co-widows. Co-widows. Okay. There are two. There are two. And Elizabeth, if you're listening, there are three. I get it. We got you. Three widows. I absolutely have taken what she said about having a dead husband and an alive husband. Um, because Andrew will forever be my husband and will never not be my husband. And when I hopefully get remarried one day, um, you know, it's not necessarily getting remarried, it's getting married again, because then I will have yeah. an alive husband and a dead husband. And, you know, so she has really led the way for me. And I was so grateful to have found her early on in my process. And it gave me so much more courage and bravery to grieve in an in authentic way. Um, she, yeah, she will love to hear that. Yeah, that will make her feel great. And it and I'm so happy that you have you look to the future that way mm-hmm. i think that that's really wonderful like you have you know a whole life ahead and and it's clear that you're living it and i think that that's like the most you can ask for of yourself on any given day and on the days that you can't again it's not lin- linear and exactly. you're allowed to get back into bed exactly. with all of your blankets <laughs> warm mattress pads lighting my favorite candle sets. exactly exactly <laughs> just like surrounded <laughs> like totally. Adriana, thank you so much for everything, for coming on the show, for sharing your story, for sharing Andrew with us, for sharing the fact that you're, you know, going through something and that you're reaching out for the community for help. And I, and, and just for support. And I'm going to deliver that to you. Um, well, I'm just really grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for everything and for creating that space. And thank you to everyone who responded and all of the community members who have showed up for other people too. Um, it's just, it's just amazing. Thank you. It's a great place. Again, if you have not been convinced to join the Facebook group, I don't know what you're waiting for. This is the only, I, there's nothing else I can say. And, um, but I really hope again, if you want Adriana's address, send a birthday card, send a birthday gift, whatever, please email me caroline at gthanksjustbought.com. I will send you all the information that you need. Her birthday is April 16th. We are going to get all of these things out before the 16th, but also birthday week, birthday month. Exactly. Birthday year. Exactly. Husband's still dead. (laughs) And um, husband is still dead. Okay, guys. All right. If you can't make it to the post office before the 16th, guess what? Still dead after. You can get there after. (laughs) Still dead after. I hate making these jokes, but I know that this is your way. So I'm doing it. Gonna go cry now. Um, Okay. Well, I'm so happy we did this. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go buy something or it's called my therapist. Uh, And we we will see you um, next week for another episode. Adriana, I'm we're forever friends now. Thank you. Okay, we're back. Um, We had just stopped (laughs) recording and we were just chatting before we got off the phone. Adriana said, you know, I forgot to share something. And I said, hold on, if you want to share it, I'll press record again. So we're back for a little bonus, a little bonus uh, uh, reel. Um, Okay, go ahead, Adriana. So last year at this time, I felt like the pressure was really on because it was the first anniversary. And how do you how do you memorialize the first anniversary? And how was I going to celebrate my first birthday? And I had all of these conflicting feelings then about what that would look like and had all this pressure on what the day should be like. Because again, it's, you know, that day is 
not just about me anymore because it was the day my kid's dad died. And I wanted to make sure that I was there for them in the appropriate ways and giving them space for how they might be feeling. And so I hadn't dreamt of Andrew very often at all since he had died. And one night I had this dream that was so vivid and I was in a restaurant with a friend and I remember just feeling really great. And I was dressed up and just felt very pretty and happy. And then at the restaurant, I had looked up and across the restaurant, there was Andrew sitting at a table with a bunch of guys. And um, now I'm going to cry. Um, And he was just radiant. And he had his, um, his sleeves of his dress shirt rolled up to his elbows, as he often did. And he just looked at me and smiled. And then um, the next thing I remember, we were all on kind of a dance floor at the restaurant and they were singing happy birthday to someone. And it wasn't me, but I remember we all had champagne in our hands and um, he just had made eye contact with me. And after happy birthday, he had just toasted me and just gave me a smile and a nod. Um, And so when I woke up from that dream, I knew that that was his way of telling me to to celebrate, to own to own that birthday. And so we did end up celebrating that day with a wonderful bottle of champagne. Um, and it did bring me a lot of peace to know that I had his blessing to some extent um, to to own that day, as you had said, and um, you know, to really make it about me. So last year was, was much easier because I had that sign from him. And I think that's one of the reasons why this year had been a little more difficult because I, I haven't had a clear vision um, of what that day would look like. But, you know, I think, I think reaching out to your community and having this is um, also a sign in a way from him and just in general in that it is this beautiful reminder that, that I'm supported and that people are, are here for me and in, in whatever that birthday will look like. Um, you know, I don't necessarily have to worry about it because there will be others around me who are making sure that, that I am celebrated and, and that it is a, it's a good day for me. A hundred percent. That's so sweet. And, um, I, I believe, I totally believe that people come to us in our dreams. And I think I, I honestly believe that saying out loud, like you just like, I think if you, <laughs> this sounds so woo woo. This is the, this is the Los Angeles <laughs> resident in me, but I honestly believe like if you go to bed the next couple of nights and you literally say out loud, like ask him to like give you a yeah. sign or like visit, I think he will. And I really believe that. And I say that because one time I really needed a parking spot and I asked <laughs> I asked my dead grandmother and like, and a parking spot appeared in the middle of Manhattan in the rain where there would never have been a parking spot in the, in the front of the, in front of the place I had to go. And, and I laughed afterwards. Cause I was like, if I knew that that would have happened, I would have asked for something better. But I really think that that dream yeah. was absolutely infiltrated um, by Andrew. And that's, it's not a coincidence. And I think you can also, you know, bring champagne into every birthday and, you know, maybe it's a dance party with your kids or whatever you want it to be. But I think asking for a sign, I think you'll get what you need. I mean, I think I've just realized that what I need to do is just let go and just let others make my birthday for me. And just be showered with love because that is, I'm realizing that's all I want to do. Yeah. Um, and instead of me having to decide if I, if I just let go of control. It will happen. And just let it be. It'll be, it'll be wonderful. I believe it. Um, I know, you know, we're going to show up for you. I also know you have a huge support system of people who are going to show up for you. And I think in all of that, there will be Andrew. I agree. Thank you. Oh, I'm excited to hear about your birthday, but also to just uh, know you. I'm so, I'm so happy. Thank like, again, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for wanting to talk about the hardest day of your life. Thank you for 
taking everyone's suggestions of the things to buy and I'm just thank you for saying his name I'm I'm excited yeah absolutely that's the most I know that's a really important part of it but it is it's excellent that you are you are out here clearly very much doing your best and I can't promise that it will get easier but life will continue exactly All right, you guys, again, send me an email. I want lots of, I know I'm going to, I know that the inbox is going to be crazy. I should probably just make a separate (laughs) inbox, but I'm excited for it to happen. I'll have like a reply ready to go with all the information. Let's make this birthday a great one. Um, Adriana, you'll have to come back after your birthday. Let us know how everything went after the memorial, maybe, maybe this summer. And um, we'll start planning that spa trip. (laughs) sounds great for you all right perfect you just listened to another episode of g thanks just bought it edited and mixed by veronica gruba and produced and hosted by me caroline moss in between episodes you can always head to the g thanks instagram at g thanks just bought it pod and the g thanks facebook group to get and give life-changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424-245-0736 with a product recommendation, and you may be featured on an upcoming episode. Gthanks is powered by subscribers like you. To keep all of our Gthanks content free and accessible to all, consider making a monthly donation of $2 to keep us going at patreon.com slash gthanksandfriends.